0: Well, Wednesday was a very busy day on Rocky Top. You had 24 commits sign their national letter of intent, and Tennessee picked up another transfer from the transfer portal. Recapping all that and more right here on your Thursday, Locked on Balls.
1: You are Locked on Balls, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hey everybody welcome into it your thursday edition of locked on vols i'm your host eric kane so glad that you guys elected to hang out with me here today and as always for subscribing and hitting that like button that thumbs up that heart button if you're watching on youtube so we got a lot to get into today but first some housekeeping this episode of locked on balls is brought to you by sling tv sling has something for everyone especially when it comes to college football coverage and college basketball coverage with a massive lineup of games across the ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12, and SEC, I can always catch the games I want to with Sling TV, and now you can too. Check out Sling TV uh, with the massive lineup of games all season long. Sling, the TV you love for the price you'll love. Go ahead and try it today. Uh, so Tennessee did a, a whole lot of work signing, how many was it, 20, 28 total guys in um, in our in our lineup here at VolkWest.com. 24 commits another walk on went ahead and signed in with a kicker um tennessee's signed another one to Deshaun bishop a local a local running back prospect so that's 25 26 and then announced the three transfers um they went ahead and announced that during their signing days as well those transfers being kicker charles campbell todd and castles and offensive lineman andre carrick so busy busy day i guess that'd be 29 in total Remember, the transfers don't count in terms of the recruiting rankings, but Tennessee a solid day overall for the first day of the early signing period. Tennessee isn't probably done in this class, but I don't anticipate Tennessee signing anybody tomorrow or Friday, or today or Friday. Uh, But the Volunteers said 12th in the country right now. Previously, they were 15th. Tennessee's still 5th in the SEC, a blue-chip rating of 50% right now for uh, the Volunteers. It was a busy day. Tennessee started early on, the number one signee. And remember, like we talked about yesterday, you you had, um, what was it? Probably you had 14 early enrollees who were already on campus and practicing for bowl practice. So all those 14, I mean, those national letters of intents were, you know, already here. So it it was very anticlimactic and that's okay. That's a credit to Josh Heupel. That's a credit to the staff for handling business, keeping those relationships. And kind of stamping its, you know, foot of approval. I, I, you know, I know people say, well, what does Tennessee need to do to be in the top ten, or what does Tennessee need to do to you know, be in the top two or top three of the SEC? Sure, you always want that, but I really, really like this class. I really like this defensive signing class for Tennessee as well. But it all started with the number one player in the state of Tennessee early on uh, Wednesday morning, 7:02 a.m. That national letter of intent came through. It was Kayla Herring, 6'5", 210-pound edge from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. He is the younger brother of Elijah Herring. The second one was five-star defensive lineman David Hobbs of Concord, North Carolina. His came in at 7.10 a.m. on Wednesday morning. Nine minutes later, Aaron Carter, the commitment from Smyrna, Tennessee, uh, made it official by signing his national letter of intent early on Wednesday morning at 7.19. The fourth one to come in was the quarterback, five-star Nico E. Iamaliava. Six foot five, 200 pounds from Long Beach, California. Then came in Jack Luttrell, who was the longest standing commit for this class of 2023. Trevor Duncan came in at 740. Nathan Robinson at 749. Nathan Laycock at 757. So you, you saw it, it really started to kind of, you know, pick up some steam here. Cam Seldon of uh, of uh, Heatsville, Virginia signed his at 806. Sean Davian Bradley at 814. Aiden Bussell in-state prospect for Tennessee, that was at 8.19 Wednesday morning. Tyree Weathersby at 8.27, Larry Johnson at 8.34, Bison Lang at 8.44, Jalen Smith at 8.53, Jeremiah T. Lander at 9.02, Max Gilbert, who is a kicker from Memphis, Tennessee, um, he announced his commitment and signed his natural letter of intent with Tennessee at 9.09. That's important, again, because prior to getting Charles Campbell, who will handle the kicking duties for Tennessee in 2023, Tennessee had JT Carver on the roster, who had very little um, experience. So just trying to build some depth of the position there. Uh, Shamrod Umaro, the offensive tackle from Alpharetta, Georgia. He came in at 9 20. And then here come the defensive backs Christian Conyer at 9 25. Jordan Matthews at 9 31. John Slaughter at 9 37. Ricky Gibson at 9 42. And then Tennessee went ahead and announced its transfers at, you know, as as you approach the 10 o'clock hour. Charles Campbell of Indiana, the kicker McCallum castles the tight end of UC Davis, and then uh, those two were announced at 950-958. Tennessee's wide receiver, Nate Spillman, that was announced at 10.06, and then Andre Carrick, the other um, transfer that Tennessee picked up his commitment from Texas earlier this week, he came in at 10.29. Tennessee's final committed athlete signed his letter of intent, just kidding, I lied there. Um, Tennessee's <laughs> One of the final guys who were committed to Tennessee signed their national letter of intent at 1036 in the morning. That's the running back Khalifa Keith. And then Ethan Davis signed his national letter of intent at 430. Um, He had a signing day ceremony at his school, and that's why he was the last one, the four-star tied in. Tennessee also picked up the commits of local Carnes running back, Deshaun Bishop, which Tennessee's been flirting with him for quite some time, brought him in. He's been on campus plenty of times. He committed to Coastal Carolina, then Chadwell left and, it was between Tennessee and Appalachian State. And essentially, if Tennessee could make it work, I think they were going to bring Deshaun Bishop on. And Deshaun Bishop went ahead and committed to Tennessee at about 2.30 on Wednesday afternoon. He's a really nice talent right here from Carnes in the Knoxville area. I've seen him play many, many games. Um, he's, he's a pretty good talent there at the running back position. A lot of mileage on those legs, but I really, really like the way that he runs. And so that's kind of the way it kind of broke down in terms of a timeline. If you want to take a glance, kind of step back and look at this class from a bird's-eye view, Tennessee signed six defensive linemen, five defensive backs, five offensive linemen, three linebackers, three wide receivers, two tight ends, one or two place kickers, one quarterback, and one running back. Now, in this scenario, they are counting Cam Selden as a wide receiver. They're counting Trevor Duncan as a defensive lineman. Again, that's six defensive linemen five defensive backs, five offensive linemen, three linebackers, three wide receivers, two tight ends, two place kickers. They're counting the the transfer in there as well. One quarterback and one running back. If you break it down from a state's perspective, Tennessee signed, and this is always a good sign here. Tennessee went down to Georgia and signed eight from the Peach State. From the Peach State. That's really, really good. You always want to recruit well in the state of Georgia In the state of Florida, Tennessee signed eight from Georgia, seven from Tennessee, three from Alabama, two from California, two from North Carolina, one from Louisiana, one from Kentucky, one from Mississippi, one from Missouri, one from Texas, and one from Virginia. So all in all, Tennessee did a really nice job uh, with this signing class. And again, it was, uh, I broke it all down yesterday. We talked about it with John Garcia last week. It was intended to be very anticlimactic. That was the goal, and that was mission accomplished. Credit Josh Heupel and his staff for, again, keeping those relationships, striking while the arm was hot, those early evals. I think the three best evaluations in this cycle, one was Nathan Laycock. Tennessee was in on it. Texas was in on it, but there wasn't a whole lot of schools. When he committed to Tennessee back in, July, or back in August, he exploded as a senior this past season, and I think that's going to be a really, really nice signee for Tennessee when it's all said and done. Defensive lineman Tyree Weathersby, who I think is an absolute stud that no one knows about, and then cornerback Ricky Gibson. Those are my three favorite evaluations from this staff in this class, and I think all those guys are going to turn into some some pretty good players down the line for Tennessee. So uh, that's all she wrote. Will Tennessee add on to it uh, whenever National Signing Day rolls around in February? Potentially. Tennessee signed Jeremiah Crawford out of the JUCO ranks two years ago. Tennessee signed Jason Jenkins, a defensive lineman, last year in February. So we'll just have to see exactly who's available, who's getting all that top of stock. But I think Tennessee will continue to be aggressive via uh, the transfer portal moving forward. And that kind of brings me to where I am right now. Tennessee picks up another addition via the transfer portal and a um, and, and a linebacker by the name of Keenan Pille. Uh, I think's how you say his name i'll get that right here in just a moment but we're going to break down tennessee's linebacker commit via the transfer portal from byu what stands out about him how can he help tennessee moving forward that and more coming up here in segment number two but first this episode is brought to you in part by one of our favorite sponsors that is bet online your number one source for your sports betting information stats news and analysis Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl seasons to basketball and the World Cup. They've got it all. That's at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. The always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information. That is at BetOnline. Head on over to the website today or use your mobile device. Learn about all the latest trends and all the action. BetOnline, it is where the game starts.
1: available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: day. We'll go back into your Thursday edition of Locked On Vols. I'm Eric Kane. So glad to have you guys with me here today. Thanks so much for, um, it never goes unnoticed that you elect to spend part of your day with us here on the podcast. Really, really do appreciate it. We're getting caught up on everything National Signing Day for the University of Tennessee from a Wednesday. And also, Tennessee picked up Another commit via the transfer portal. Now, the addition of Keenan Peely, linebacker, six foot three, about 237 pounds. He is the fourth commit out of the transfer portal for the University of Tennessee. Uh, Keenan Peely will go into a group of offensive linemen Andre Carrick, who was a commit out of the transfer portal earlier this week, tied in McAllen Castles of UC Davis, and kicker Charles Campbell of Indiana. Andre Carrick came from Texas. So Tennessee, again, you've seen six guys go into the transfer portal, and now four guys come in. The six who have departed the Tennessee football program include tight end Miles Campbell, defensive lineman Jordan Phillips, wide receiver Jimmy Holiday, wide receiver Jimmy Callaway, running back Justin Williams-Thomas, and running back Leneath Whitehead. So Tennessee said goodbye to six, have welcomed in four, and uh, with the latest one, Keenan Peely, Uh, coming in on Wednesday afternoon. I mean, we're over there at the facility. Josh Heupel just spoke to the media. He broke down, gave his thoughts on National Signing Day, and uh, gave a little bit of an update of practice for bowl season and all that. By the way, Tennessee's been practicing since Friday of last week. Tennessee will now practice today. We'll break for the Christmas holiday. They'll reconvene in Miami, and they'll practice, I believe, that we're going to practice on the morning after Christmas, December the 26th. Your boy will be down there in Miami. So, uh, yeah. Lucky me, right, getting away from this frigid, cold temperatures that's going to be here this weekend in East Tennessee. But more on Keenan Peely. All right, he, he he's a really nice, good player. He is an older player first and foremost. He is 24 years old. Originally signed with BYU in 2016. If you remember, if you go to BYU, you have to take on a, a mission, a multi-year mission. So he signed with BYU. He left, went on a multi-year mission, has come back, and he's been at BYU since 2019. In 2019, as a freshman, he played in 11 games. In 2020, he was, um, he played in 10 games, was named second team All Independents, named uh, the Boca Raton Bowl MV- defensive MVP, and BYU's 49 23 win over UCF. He was a team captain in 2021 and had a really strong start to the season before having to miss the final three games of the year, um, or the final, I guess would be the final, let see. Started the first three games of the year and then missed the the final nine after suffering a season-ending injury. Um, he had 31 tackles, really strong start to the to the season in, in 2021. He had over 70 tackles, 72 tackles in fact back in 2020. So when healthy, a really really good player uh, is Keenan Peely. Now, so far in 2023 or 2022, excuse me, he had 62 tackles this past season for BYU. Um, he has got 191 total tackles in 34 career games at BYU. 62 this year, four tackles for loss, a sack, and that was all in 12 games this season. He had 13 and a half tackles for loss and three and a half sacks total during his time with the Cougars. He is a native of Provo, Utah. Was a three-star prospect back in 2016, um, and, and again he was number 107 among his linebackers in his class, number 12th or the number 12 overall prospect. Uh, for the state of Utah, he plays middle linebacker. Um, he finished second this year on the team with 62 stops. As a sophomore, he led the team with over 70. He had that injury in 2021, so he, he's an experienced player. He is again a bigger guy. He's bigger than anybody had that anybody that Tennessee has so far this on roster right now that plays linebacker. At six foot three, 200 and about 40 pounds, and so you know I, I think he gives Tennessee a breath of fresh air. Well. You're going to, you know, Jeremy Banks is not going to be on the team next year. He is going to play in an all-star game, and uh, he will go and, and, and not use his COVID year of eligibility. Jeremy Banks won't be on the team next year. We'll see about Juwan Mitchell. I thought it was a slam dunk for a long time that Juwan Mitchell was going to be coming back next year. I don't know if that's so much the case anymore. We'll see. He still could come back next year. He does have a year of eligibility. We will see if that's the case following the bowl game. But I don't know about Juwan Mitchell right now. But what you do have, Solon Page is gone. You know, he's exhausted his eligibility. So you're bringing in, you're, you're bringing back some young guys, Elijah Herring, who got a little bit of taste at linebacker. Caleb Perry, who played very well on special teams but didn't see hardly any action, any meaningful action at linebacker. You have three guys coming in with this wave in the transfer or in the recruiting cycle, who all three of which are on campus right now going through practices, and that's Jeremiah T. Jalen Smith, and Aaron Carter. But you need some experience. You do, because essentially you could lose three experienced veteran linebackers. Two that play and one that is a uh, very capable backup and Solomon Page that comes in and gives you anywhere from 10 to 20 snaps a game. So that's worst case scenario. Best case scenario, you do bring back Aaron Beasley, which that's that's the that's the expectation expectation. But also you have Juwan Mitchell there next year as well. We'll see. But Regardless of who's there and who's not, you know, Keenan Peely is going to be a guy that can you know play some snaps. Will he start every single game? I don't know, but he's experienced. He is. Uh, he's got the size, and he's an older guy. I think that it's a guy that's going to really help mature and help grow up that young linebacker room here um in Knoxville. So we'll see exactly you know what the situation is going to be with Keenan Peeley. Um, he'll be here. To my understanding, he will be here in spring. He will go through spring practice. Um, he was. In house, back in 2019, when Tennessee lost uh, in overtime to BYU, uh, Tennessee had it, and of course they threw it over Lante Taylor's head. He, I don't think he played much that year, but he was in house. He saw that he played against Brian Jean Marie when Brian, when Brian Jean Marie was uh, the defensive on the a defensive assistant at uh, South Florida. He played against Josh Heupel when he was the head coach at UCF. So Keenan Peely does have connections to this coaching staff. Uh, caught up with Vault um, you know. Talked with Austin Price, and we put that at VaultQuest yesterday. And a couple notable, uh, you know, quotes. I'm going to pull out here and read right here. He says, "Quote the school that is the school that just piqued my interest was Tennessee. They reached out to me. I got to the coaches. I got to talk to the coaches a little bit more. I fell in love with the coaches there. I think that's the biggest reason I came to love Tennessee. Just the culture that Coach Hype has built and what he's uh, got going on." He said, "What I remember." About playing at Tennessee back in 2019 was the environment was super loud and how nice the people were. It was my freshman year after my trip, his missionary or his mission trip. So I played a little bit, but it was the loudest game I've ever played in in my life. So I'm really excited to join the team. I hope I can bring my talents and all that I've carried over the last four years just to have one last good year. Yeah, this is his final year of eligibility. Said I pride myself in playing aggressive. I feel like I play with a lot of emotion. I'm not the most talkative guy. The field is where I show a lot of my emotion. I hope to bring that to the team. I hope to uh, they feel my love of football, and I hope that uh, I feel their love as well. Said this was one of the biggest decisions uh, of his life, and uh, you know, being able to come to the SEC to play football was huge. Being around some of the boys, quote, seeing how they work, seeing how much they love football, maybe want to be a part of it. It was the biggest selling point. I felt like I could be right at home with the culture uh, that was here. So um, he's an older guy, 24 years old. He is married. He has a wife. Um, he jokes and says he's going to welcome all the grandpa jokes as well because, uh, you know, again, he will be an older guy. But this is exactly what Tennessee needed. Tennessee needed help at linebacker. I think Tennessee would like to add a pass rusher if necessary. We'll see if Tennessee goes after a defensive back now, but. Tennessee has been at work trying to find some replacements, or not replacements, some supplements on the offense side of the football. But for the first time, Tennessee jumps over on the defensive side of the football and brings in some help at linebacker. Tennessee gaining the commit of BYU transfer linebacker Keenan Peely. That happened on Wednesday afternoon. All right, when we come back, I had a time, I had a, I had a few moments on Wednesday to uh, stop and chat with Austin Price, FalkWest.com on the addition of Keenan Peely and kind of what his thoughts were um, on, you know, what this means for Tennessee. You can see the complete video that's up at VolQuest.com. But I do want to play a little bit of an excerpt from it. That's coming up next right here on Locked on Balls. All right, guys, we got a final segment left here of this Thursday edition of Locked on Balls. I'm at underscore Kane or on Twitter at Locked on Balls. Your host, Eric Kane. We were recapping Tennessee on National Signing Day. Talking about Tennessee's new linebacker commit from BYU, a transfer in Keenan Peely. Peely? Yeah, that's how he says now. I'm going to mess that up so many times. You guys know me. And uh, I teased it in segment number two there towards the end, but I had a chance to catch up with Austin Price, VolQuest.com, one of my coworkers over there for Brent Hubs over at VolQuest.com with the On3 Network. And the complete video is over there if you want to check it out. But asking Austin, picking his brain, how will this help Tennessee? What will... Keenan Peely bring to Tennessee's linebacker group and what can we expect to see from this 24 year old who was playing independent football now transitioning over to the SEC. Here's part of my conversation with Austin Price on Tennessee's new linebacker transfer and Keenan Peely.
1: Yeah, um, a big kid, 62 tackles this past year for BYU Um, He's an older player. He's 24 years old. He uh, came out in 2016. He had to go on a Mormon mission. He came back, was actually, uh, you know, inside Neyland Stadium the night that BYU came back and and threw it over Elante Taylor's head and beat Tennessee in 2019. Um, he's actually played against teams that were coached by Josh Heupel and Brian Jean-Marie. And so, uh, you know, has one year left, wanted to play in the SEC and uh, makes that decision to uh, do that. And he, he came in last weekend, um, you know, kind of, Quietly snuck covertly into town. Uh, I had a chance to catch up with him late in the weekend, um, and and talk about uh, you know kind of his experience at that point. You know it was it was done to Tennessee, and you know they just want he just wanted to keep it quiet till you know till signing day, and so you know that's why it was kind of hush hush. You know he's trying to kind of you know these these transfers are you know they're you know they just do things differently than high school kids. You know the high school kids have to have the you know emoji tweet and the look at me tweet you don't really see that with a lot of transfers um and again he's 24 he's married and uh you know (laughs) you just look at life differently when uh when it's more than just you
0: well he's been a team captain multiple years at byu he he had over 70 tackles in 2021 or in 2020 excuse me played three games in 2021 suffered an injury but came back and was tied for second on the team this past year with 63 tackles as you pointed out when you look at his film and kind of what he does defensively, what is that? What does he do well? What will he be bringing to Tennessee? Well,
1: he's a big kid. Um, you know, having you know been able to see him with my own eyes, and he's he's a bigger linebacker. Um, he's bigger than anybody Tennessee's got uh, that's in, in that veteran range. And uh, you know, he's a legit six two and a half, six three. And uh, you know, he's a thumper. Can play sideline to sideline. He's a smart guy. He plays aggressive. Um, you know and and that's kind of said you know when asking him what do you feel like you bring and he said I just I bring a passion for the game I'm really aggressive he goes I'm a quiet guy off the field but on the field between the white lines it allows me to kind of release my emotion and that's kind of how he plays
0: you mentioned earlier him being just an older guy you know was in the stadium back in 2019 originally came out in 2016. how will this type of influence kind of help some of the younger guys Elijah Herring Caleb Perry, some of those other early enrollees who are already on campus. Plus, kind of how we fill in next year, we'll see about Jawan Mitchell. Likely Jeremy Banks not coming back, but you will have Aaron Beasley.
1: Yeah, I mean, Beasley will be for sure back. Outside of that, I think everything's up in the air. Um, You know, I think that his veteran leadership and the way he approaches things will help younger guys. He's going to be a team guy, um, you know, someone who, you know, Elijah Herring or Arion Carter or Jeremiah T. Lander or Jalen Smith or Caleb Perry, those, those younger backers can lean on. And, uh, you know, I think he'll really relish the role. He, you know, he, he said he welcomes all grandpa jokes and then kind of laughed that off. And, uh, you, know, you know, I think that you look at Tennessee's team this past year, Princeton Fant, 23, 24 years old. Hendon Hooker, 24 years old. I mean, like, they won with some older players. And I think that that really serves a purpose right now, Um, you know, when you're a team still trying to climb out of uh, scholarship limitations, trying to climb out of, you know, being under NCAA investigation, all those things like, you know, where you've kind of been hampered a little bit and and overcoming all those transfers, having some older guys – Helps bridge the gap with the younger players. And I think that's what you're seeing.
0: Again, that was some thoughts from Austin Price on BYU transfer linebacker. Now heading to Rocky Top, Keenan peely You can catch that full interview over at fallquest.com. It's been a busy week so far in terms of news. Tennessee's picked up a couple commits via the transfer portal. Tennessee's had one more player jump in the transfer portal. There's been practice. Um, Tennessee is continuing its prep for Clemson and the Orange Bowl. Uh, there's all obviously was National Signing Day that was anticlimactic but notable. Okay, making that class of 2023 official with all those uh, 24 commits who signed with the university. Um, the university also announced three transfers, not Keenan Peeley that came after kind of later in the day, but they'll announce him as well at some point. So it's been a busy, busy week here on Rocky Top with Tennessee still gearing up for Clemson in the Orange Bowl. That'll be December the 30th. It'll be a week from tomorrow. Uh, we'll continue to break down that Tennessee-Clemson matchup. We'll talk uh, recruiting. We'll talk, you know, what, what did Debo Sweeney say yesterday that was just crazy. All that and more. That's coming up next right here on tomorrow's show for Locked On Balls, Guys, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for making Locked On Valls your first listen each and every day. Make Locked On Sports today your second listen We're right behind Locked On Valls, which, of course, is your first listen every single day appreciate you guys same time same place we'll do it again tomorrow we'll talk Tennessee football recruiting whatever whatever's out there we'll discuss it tomorrow again right here on Locked On Balls.